0: Hello and welcome to our first episode of Digital at the Last Mile, a UNCDF podcast and a sister podcast to Capital Musings. I'm your host, Karima Wardak. Today, our quest for inclusive digital economies takes us to two of the 35 countries we operate in, Cambodia and Bangladesh, where we recently concluded a project called the Women MSME's FinTech Innovation Challenge Fund. The aim of this chant fund was to develop digital solutions for women's small businesses in Asia and the Pacific. Cambodia is the home to the famous Angkor Wat Temple. It's said to be the largest religious monument in the world. Monks chant inside this huge temple complex as part of their daily tasks. In the Comport province in southwest Cambodia, Silaswong is having a very busy day in her small restaurant. She can't afford a lot of support, so her days are packed with both cooking and serving her customers. In the past, she hardly had time for other important tasks like balancing her accounts, and this started affecting her business. She told us her situation has changed since she started using an app called Cotre Real. The
1: Katra Real app helps me a lot. Before I started using this app, I didn't really know my income because family and business incomes were all mixed together and I didn't get the chance to calculate them until I had time. Now that I have the app, it alerts me to record my finances and it also calculates the profits for the old and new income. Another benefit is that it's available in the Kamiya language. It also keeps data for a long time, which is important, because we need this data to get loans from financial institutions.
0: Katra Real is an app designed by She Investments, a social enterprise in Cambodia. It was among the companies that were selected to be part of the Women MSME's FinTech Innovation Challenge Fund. The call to apply for the Challenge Fund attracted 110 applications, and after a thorough selection process, nine companies were shortlisted. I asked Jaheed Hassan, an innovation fund analyst at UNCDF, about the issues the project was trying to address.
2: This innovation fund is aiming to solve key issues that is being faced by women MSMEs in this region. According to IFC, there is $5.2 trillion financing gap from the formal MSMEs in developing
0: countries. This challenge fund was generously supported by the Australian government the Government of Canada through Global Affairs Canada, the Dutch Entrepreneurial Development Bank FMO and Visa. UNCDF, in partnership with UNSCAP, the UN Economic and Social Commission for Asia and the Pacific, implemented the project. Apart from obtaining grants for the digital innovations, the selected companies received technical assistance to implement their solutions for women-led businesses. But what prompted the need for the Challenge Fund? Elizabeth Larson is a program manager at UNESCAP.
1: Women entrepreneurs, especially in Asia, but all over the world, face a lot of significant challenges uh, when they try and become entrepreneurs or grow their business. Women experience a range of other challenges that aren't equitably experienced by men, and that might be a lack of education. It might be a lack of confidence. It might be social norms that keep them or prohibit them from, you know, Working freely in the marketplace or in public.
0: Back to Sila's restaurant and the bookkeeping app she's using, Cotra Real. James Wilson, director at Chi Investment, the creators of this app, says the app was designed with a specific kind of women entrepreneur in mind.
3: There's a lot of apps out there, but they're either in English or they're very expensive or, you know, you need really high-level financial knowledge to be able to, to use them. And so there was nothing designed specifically for Cambodian women in their language. It's designed for businesses, which means that they have to start really operating their business like a business, where they can separate their personal finances and their business finances and really start operating it like a business.
0: Now let's go to Bangladesh. Lisa actor is a beautician. She has just arrived at her client's home to make her hair. Her client booked this session through an app called Romoni. Romoni is the first platform in Bangladesh that focuses on women entrepreneurs working in creative industries.
1: I'm in Bangladesh, so
3: I'm from Kulna Bagherhat in Bangladesh. My husband has a heart problem, so he can't work. The only skill I have is to be a beautician. I don't have any educational qualifications. The wages in the local salons are very low. Since I joined Ramoni, I have increased my wages. Ramoni was very helpful during the pandemic because that's when I lost my job at the salon and so I decided to join this platform. The platform helps me plan my time better and I can also have time to do my household chores because I don't have to be at a physical salon building to access my clients. Now I can support my whole family. One thing that I would like to see change on the Ramoni platform is the duration before starting to pay back the loan. The payment usually starts a month after one receives a loan. It would be better if it started three months after receiving the loan.
0: Ramoni means women in the Bengali language, a fitting name for an app designed to improve access to capital for women's businesses. Ramoni is another example of a fintech selected by the Challenge Fund.
3: And we have to make it very straightforward so that our entrepreneurs and the customer both can understand what we are trying to do.
0: That's Tarek Hanner, the co-founder and chief operating officer at Ramoni, discussing with a colleague the new features they want to install on this app. Tarek, tell us about this app.
3: Around 600 plus entrepreneurs are working with us and 100% of them are women. So there is two apps, one for customer through which the customer can place order uh, to the entrepreneurs and the other app is for women entrepreneurs through which they can manage their business.
0: Tell us about the loan application facility provided through this app.
3: Our main t- intention was to create a platform uh, that would connect those entrepreneurs with financial institutions and help them to get loans easily quickly to grow their and help them to grow their business. And what we see that uh, they either had no or very limited access to the financial product. So most of them are unbanked. That's why they don't get loan because they don't have any credit history in the bank.
0: The Women's MSME's FinTech Innovation Challenge was launched in 2019 and was supposed to run for 12 months. But when the COVID-19 hit, it had to be extended until 2021. Tariq tells us what challenges they experienced during this time and how they overcame them.
3: Their income dropped by 50 to 70 percent. Due to the fluctuation of their income, banks were not comfortable at that time giving loans. We made some modifications, even CDF helped us throughout the process to overcome the challenges. We set an income limit so that everyone can earn a certain amount every month. So we helped them reduce transport cost by giving area-specific orders and supplying product to them at, at, at a bulk rate. So, which also helped them to reduce the cost and save some money.
0: Despite the challenges faced by the fintech, Jahid says the project was still able to surpass its target.
2: This challenge fund has successfully implemented nine projects across Asia and Pacific region and supported women enterprises in six countries. So more than 12,000 women enterprises benefited by joining these new digital platforms, whereas we actually targeted 4,348 women enterprises initially. So that's like 288% of the target achieved.
0: This challenge fund was designed to play a catalytic role for fintechs. We asked Elizabeth Larson from UNESCAP what that means.
1: The fund itself is designed to springboard different organizations who have an innovative idea up to the next level. And so in the best circumstances, those companies or those fintechs or those startups are able to operate on their own. They attract a significant amount of other funding. In the end, we want them to be on their own, operating in a market system and able to meet their own funding needs.
0: Jahid told us most of the partners are now ready to go on their own.
1: Our partners have raised $1.7
2: million from private sector and that will be used as operational fund to run these project ideas. And in cases like in Cambodia, SHE Investments has partnered with Khmer Enterprise, the government of uh, Cambodia. So these platforms are getting so much traction from different sectors so it will be sustainable in future.
0: This project is enhancing women's economic empowerment. Elizabeth Larson says this connects to the Sustainable Development Goals,
1: the SDGs. When we enhance women's economic empowerment, economies are stronger, political environments are more stable, well-being is enhanced. Um, these are things that have been proven over and over again in the literature. What we do is we fit in conceptually with the Sustainable Development Goals. And in p- particular, we... we um, conceptually fit in with SDG 5, which is the Gender Equality SDG.
0: Indeed, building inclusive digital economies that contribute to the SDGs is at the heart of our work at UNCDF. This innovation challenge is one of the many the team has organized in Africa, Asia, and the Pacific. In our next episodes, we will shed some light on the technical assistance we provide and also provide more insights. And to the other instruments we deploy to mobilize capital for the least developed countries. I have been your host, Karima Wardak. Special thanks to producer Wairimu Gitahi. We would also like to thank Georgi Nikolayenko and Jahid Hassan for contributing to this production. And of course, thanks to all our interviewees. You've been listening to Digital at the Last Mile, a UNCDF podcast and a sister podcast to Capital Musings.